any good stories from the road. And pipe up. I wish we'd gotten seen a little bit more out of our punter. I'm starting to puke. It makes my stomach hurt. Yeah. I thought he was going to die. I'm starting to throw up in my mouth a little bit. He's on the probiotics. Is Georgia playing the 1985 Bears this weekend or what? A lot of Todd, Todd, Todd talk. Rat poison proof. They're mon geese. We will not be hunted at the University of Georgia. I can promise you that. The hunting that we do will be done from us going the other direction. It's the Georgia show. It's not the Georgia Tech show. It's not the Kentucky show. It's not the Mississippi State. It's the undefeated Georgia Bulldog show in the regular season anyway, Jake, bro. they got to go undefeated from here on out, uh, more than likely, to do what they want to do. What are your final instant thoughts on this win of the Jack? You know what? Impressive. Uh, I, you know, it's it's weird. I think that Kirby Smart is almost kind of, you know, just I don't know if it's flexing or if it's trying to maybe, you know, be vanilla or I don't know if it's um, just showing other teams that you can do it. Um, but they're they're kind of strangling the life out of the football right now, and I don't really understand why. Um, the only thing I can think of is maybe Stetson Bennett is a little dinged up and they're just trying to protect him a little bit. But, uh, you know, threw it threw it 19 times last week. Um, you know, Stetson threw it 18 times this week. He was throwing it 32 times a game coming into last week. So it was just not adding up with all that. I mean, he's basically thrown it the last two, you know, the last two weeks he's thrown it about as many times as he did uh, before that. But, Georgia, listen, I mean, they can play this style of football in a lot of ball games. They can that that's the that's kind of the allure of this team. You know, I know it feels like I was probably beating on them there for a second, but that's the that's the the greatness of this football team. They can play that game just like that right there and beat a lot of really good football teams. And, well, Jake, and, I, I think it's cathartic for fans to hear you say that because a lot of them felt that way. Um, I wanted to ask you this: Is it more likely out of these three outcomes? And you kind of already hit on this. Is it more likely that Georgia was looking ahead to LSU, Georgia is holding Stetson back, uh, or Georgia just didn't respect Tech and the Jackets showed a little bit more fight than they thought, or is it a combination of the three? I'll give you a bailout answer. Yeah, that's going to have to be the bailout answer, and it's just honest. You know, I mean, it was it's, it was a little bit of everything. You know, I didn't think Georgia played particularly well. I think Georgia – see, when Georgia comes out and plays with this kind of game plan, when they come out and kind of play with this conservative game plan – the margin for error is just not there because you're not going to, you're not going to score from outside the 20 very often. So you're going to have to get down in those tight areas and you're going to have to execute at a high level. They did sometimes they didn't. Sometimes they looked a little dis, in disarray offensively um, to brought AD Mitchell in as a decoy on a fourth down where they tried a hard count and then he didn't play. You otherwise. look frustrated. Yeah. I, I, I couldn't understand why he didn't play. Um, you know, so uh, he looked really healthy in the pregame. I, I don't think there's any sort of can Georgia – is Georgia able type issues here. It's just a matter of, you know, I, like I said, I don't know. I don't know what Kirby – I don't know what Kirby's idea is there, but the, the game plans are being super conservative right now. And I don't know if it's just Georgia just knowing that they can win ball games like that. I really don't know. This is total speculation, so take it for what it's worth. But – when I see Georgia go conservative, I see a team that wants to go fast. I see players that want to go fast. They want to rip it. They want to blitz. They want to have games where they can show that they can build on some momentum and that they're worthy of doing it. And it almost feels like the dogs, no pun intended here, are being called off a little bit. 
these last few weeks. And I don't know if that's a load management thing for Stetson or a load management team for the thing, uh, load management thing for the team in general. It's just two guys talking on a YouTube channel here. That's what the yep. show might as well be called. But when I see Georgia, Georgia's coaches try to scheme things up to hold them back a little bit, it's almost like the dogs don't really know what to do in that situation. Yeah, I mean, when when you see them come out on the attack and really getting after that 10 to 20-yard range of a defense, the one that I think is the hardest to defend because you, it's just the easiest to get guys open in that 10 to 20, 10 to 25-yard range. And when Georgia comes out attacking that area like it did against Tennessee, um, it's really good. I mean, and you get Stetson in a rhythm, and then you've got something to deal with. Uh, when it doesn't, um, which has been basically, um, you know, since, I don't know, at some point, the Mississippi State game, I don't know when it was, but it was at some point. Um, when you get to that area, you know, then it kind of gets weird on you, you know. So, I, I don't know. I mean, it's it's a weird um, – it's just a weird thing to look at. And, and if you hadn't seen what you had seen from this team in big games like Oregon, like South Carolina, like uh, who, I've, you know, big win today, got Clemson, uh, if, if that's news to you. Um, and then they got, uh, you know, Tennessee, um, you know, even Mississippi State, the way they started that game offensively and kind of built the lead, they had like a special team pick up. Florida game as well. I mean, they, they got off yeah. to a better start against Florida. So, um, I don't know. We know that team's there. So we, here's, we know it is. Here's a little bit of spin zone for the Georgia fans. And I thought about this as Georgia's lead started to kind of snowball and they were running it at will. They had that huge wheel route, big explosive play. Um, it's almost scarier if you are a Georgia opponent to see that the dogs can start slow and then fully push the throttle forward and then control the game from there. And we've seen that a couple times, too. Now, we saw the Missouri game. We saw the Kent State game. They were frustrating throughout Kentucky. The scoreboard looks like it was frustrating. I think we both agree the dogs dominated that one. But when Georgia wants to put the pedal down, they can. And I heard my guy DJ Shockley on the radio after halftime. He said it was the most passionate he's seen Kirby Smart at halftime this season. He encouraged the O-line to go out and carry the game on its shoulders and – he encouraged them to go out and win for the seniors, and they did. So it's a mixed bag, but the fact that they can just do that when they when they want to against a team like Tech, probably wouldn't be able to do that in the playoff game or, or even against LSU. But the fact that they can go out and kind of accelerate when they need to uh, is kind of scary. I don't know that there's a team in the country that Georgia could not beat if it decided to play the game that way. Um, you know, I'm watching this Michigan-Ohio State game over here on the side. Um, I think Georgia can beat Michigan that way. I think Georgia can beat Ohio State that way. I think Georgia could beat a lot of teams that way. You know, and that's and, but listen, I know Georgia fans don't want to hear that. You want to hear like, well, hey, why does Brock Bowers not have a thousand yards receiving? And you want to hear about, you know, hey, why does you know, hey, I tell you what, Kenny McIntosh had a big day today. Um, you know, hundred hundred and eighty-two yards or something like that. Um, eighty-three of it on a on that wheel route, which was just magnificent. Stetson Bennett's final throw between the hedges—that's a hell of a way to go out. Yeah, absolutely. I didn't even think about that, Wes. You're always you're good at catching stuff like that. But it's yeah, easy I when mean, I'm at home and not uh, <laughs> distracted by the halftime popcorn and hot dogs. Yeah, well, uh, there's I don't I don't think there's any popcorn anymore. The hot dogs aren't very good, but um, <laughs> the uh, you know yeah that wheel route and and you know 182 total yards and I think just 14 care uh, 14 touches. 
Um, so a huge game for him. He's going to have over a thousand yards. Uh, he already does. He is. Uh, he's almost to eleven hundred total yards um, at uh, at Georgia. What uh, maybe weapon, man. maybe is maybe that many eleven hundred total yards this season um, through you know twelve games. So almost hundred total yards a game for Kenny McIntosh. Huge year for him, um, and and really uh, has has been at his best of late. Um, but you know, listen, Georgia can play this style of football and beat just about anybody. I mean, I, shoot, it can beat anybody. Um, I don't think that's the best way to beat everybody. I don't think Kirby Smart thinks that either. Uh, but I do think he'll get himself into a funk here and there. Uh, you, I, I would call it a funk because it's hard to watch. But he kind of gets himself into this mentality every now and then where it's like, you know what, they can't score, they can't threaten us, we're going to play man ball and we're going to do this. And it's just been a very conservative the past couple of weeks. And you wonder why. If it wasn't a two-consecutive week thing, um, I would – I wouldn't really think about it this way, but I just – I don't know. See, the gut feeling is there's something going on maybe a little bit with Stetson. Not necessarily something that's preventing him from being able to do it, but something that they're worried could get worse and maybe they're trying to trying to give it some rest and, and like you said, load management maybe and, and get him geared up for the postseason. Yeah, you know, this is the first game where I've picked against my gut feeling in our weekly staff picks and Georgia actually did what my gut thought would happen and, and – my tip uh, this week was that Kirby Smart was talking about Brent Key and Tech the same way he was talking about Kentucky the week before. They're physical. Uh, they like to run the ball, attack you, shrink the game, all that kind of stuff. Kind of made me wonder, is Kirby going to go out there and do the same kind of thing? And that's what they did. So maybe it is just kind of put Stetson on ice a little bit and just dial him up when you need to. But – they're going to need them next week, and and the O line isn't the O line can't have to rely on a, a halftime pep talk next week against LSU. You know, uh, I don't I don't necessarily know that they had to rely on a one today either. Um, you know, it's one of those things that they ran the ball pretty. I mean, you look at that first touchdown drive. I mean, it was a forty five yard nobody touched him uh, run, and then a sixteen yarder from Dejon Edwards, and they punch it in. I think the one thing they're really running into though is you know they're running it, running it, running it playing that physical brand of football. And and when it comes down to red zone stuff, I don't know if it's like – I don't know if it's fatigue. I don't know if it's, a, if it's a mistake, if it's one guy breaking down, if it's just one thing every time. But they're getting down to the red zone, and then it's just like they start hitting a wall. I mean, I know part of it is, is having more guys near the line of scrimmage, but they can run the football between the 20 – I mean, you know, from until they get inside the 20 or the 10-yard line on any – I mean – at any rate they want, they just can't really get the, yeah. the, 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 the thing going down there close. And I know it, like I said, I know it's a little bit harder, but I also think that they should be kind of maybe executing a little better than they are. Uh, maybe it's a microcosm of what we were just talking about, about starting fast and rolling and just going uh, white hot down the field. And, and maybe when you're trying to play that game plan, I mean, the first half when Georgia wasn't really moving it well at all, Stetson was snapping the ball with like 10, 8, 7 seconds left on the play clock. They had really no urgency. So it plays into what you're saying. And uh, I don't think it's too hot of a take, too wild of, of a conspiracy. Before I let you go, Jake, uh, you have a lot to wrap up. A historic back-to-back undefeated regular season for Georgia. We can laser focus in on all the things they're not doing great right now and haven't done great the past couple of weeks. But when you take a step back, you've covered this team, this program for a long time. What is your perspective of where Georgia football is 
right now under Kirby Smart? The place where you always wanted it to be if you're a Georgia fan. And, uh, I mean, this doesn't give me – I mean, it doesn't get much better than this. It is really hard to get, you know, for it to be better than this as a George, for a Georgia fan. Um, you know, if you really look at it, uh, I mean, we're talking about at this point, what, West 27 out of 28 games? You know, 29 and seven. one, I think, yeah. since last season. Yeah, well, I mean, 29 and one would be if they won all 15. Right. Um, yeah. So since last season, Getting a little ahead of looking, myself, my bad. Yeah, yeah, twenty-six and one. So twenty-six of twenty-seven games, of the last twenty-seven. Then if you throw in the end of, you know, Georgia's, Georgia's on quite the run when you consider that four-game streak. The end of the twenty-twenty season, um, you know, taking on into this season, you've eighteen and one, thirty and one, and their last thirty-one games. Um, that's pretty incredible. Uh, Georgia is has almost a, almost certainly punched a ticket to the playoff. Um, and, and a win will definitely get them in as the one seed and a chance to play almost in their backyard uh, for a chance to play for a second straight national title. And they, these, these back-to-back title things don't grow on trees, man. No. Uh, back-to-back title opportunities don't grow on trees. You don't, you, don't um, even get a, you don't even get a seed packet of that very often. Yeah. Uh, no. Jake Rowe is writing a lot of free stuff, but he's also writing a lot of premium behind-the-paywall stuff over at dogshq.com. It's $10 per month right now. Y'all go support him, uh, support what we got going on, and hit the subscribe button on our YouTube channel. Jake, I'll let you go. I'm going to hang out and chat for a few more minutes on this one. We'll catch you tomorrow night, 8.30 p.m. Eastern, right here. Thank you, Jake. Uh, all right, guys. Just you and me. Um, but seriously, what a, what a fun weekend uh, for the dogs as you see Michigan pull out the upset. You see South Carolina. South Carolina. S-A-K-E-R-L-I-N-A. That's Sacramento pulling out the upset. What is going on in college football right now? A lot of craziness, a lot of wild things happening. How crazy is it that Georgia and Michigan, once again, kind of tiptoeing into the playoff? Pretty wild. Uh, the barn is up, Indy Clip says, and that is not a uh, – I don't believe he is Amish. I don't think – because he wouldn't be on the YouTube channel if he was. He's not – referring to a, a barn construction of any sort. He's talking about Auburn. So look at that. All this craziness going on in college football. Who is the standard? It's the dogs. Back-to-back undefeated seasons. This is the kind of thing, I'll put this um, in perspective for you. This is the kind of thing that used to happen when I was uh, – about 12, 13 years old. I was playing EA Sports NCAA college football video game on my PlayStation 2. If you played it, you're having some nostalgia flashbacks right now. You remember that startup sound? It's kind of ethereal, heavenly. And then you fire up NCAA football. You hear Brad Nessler, Kirk Herbstreet in the game. And I would pick the dogs and Go on these dynasty runs. Never lose a game. Now I just daydream about the time when I could see Georgia doing that kind of thing. This is it. This is video game stuff. It's a cliche. It's overused. People say it all the time. But this is video game stuff from the Georgia Bulldogs. They're going back-to-back undefeated regular seasons. Maybe they are dialing things up when they need to. Setting back when they need to, not wasting fuel. If you're a NASCAR or F1 fan, you know what I'm talking about. They're drafting a little bit maybe. But when you see Georgia play teams that Georgia wants to dominate, 
that Georgia needs to dominate. Georgia needs to shut down, shut up. Tennessee, looking at you. Start out the season against Oregon, 49-3. to You have all offseason. Uh, everyone talking about being a national champion, and Kirby Smart leads his team to go out there and just shut everyone up, 49-3. to Staying focused? That is some impressive stuff. I don't care what the dogs have looked like the last couple games. I'm on my soapbox, and I'm shouting it to the mountaintops. Georgia going back-to-back in uh, undefeated regular seasons. Whatever happens from here, they're not going anywhere. Uh, David Pollock dominated in NCAA 2004. You know who dominated in NCAA 2005? DJ Shockley. If you weren't running around with DJ Shockley or the Michigan offense, they were also solid. Rhett, you like that barn construction joke? Um, need to watch Kingpin. That's what made me thought, uh, think about that. Case, <clears throat> this is an interesting question. Michigan looks very similar to last year. Can Georgia dominate the Wolverines just like last year? Um, I don't see why not. I think Georgia's already played some physical teams that want to play the game the way that Georgia does. I look at Kentucky. Again, Stetson Bennett only threw the ball 19 times. I don't think that would be a similar game plan against Michigan in the college football playoff. But, I mean... Let's uh, think about what could happen in conference championship weekend. Maybe there's a shakeup there. But if Georgia beats LSU and Michigan beats, I guess, Iowa, you're probably not going to meet up until you play in the national championship. Um, so that's some some fun conversations to look ahead to. Uh, Michael Horton says, glad we won, but again, offensively didn't play well, especially red zone, expecting to win in the SEC title game, but just don't know what to expect offensively. Michael, I'm with you, man. It's really up to the coaches. Go back to the stats. Uh, at Just look at Stetson's passing attempts. I think that tells you a lot. Jake Rose said it early on. It's kind of a the canary in the coal mine. What does – I think I used that analogy right – what does Georgia's coach, Kirby Smart, want to do? How does he want to win the game? How does he want to control it? Uh, does he want to send a message? Does he want to be physical, pummel? Or does he just want to have the ball last and, and get a win, kind of like at Kentucky last week? That's what makes Georgia scary is they're kind of like a chameleon. I don't know if y'all were uh, Pokemon fans, another nerdy reference here on the show, but they're kind of like Ditto, uh, where they just will will take on the form of whoever they want to be. And if you weren't a Pokemon fan, just think about a shapeshifter. I think everyone knows what that means. Um, Malik Savage asking where A.D. Mitchell is. A.D. Uh, got out onto the field for a, a decoy play, as Jake Rowe mentioned. Uh, some of these comments coming in after our live segment with Jake Rowe, so I encourage you to uh, go back and listen on the podcast or catch the replay of this after the live version wraps up here in a couple minutes uh but ad is getting close to coming back it's kind of like uh, a george pickens situation not unlike it not not exactly identical but it's similar where i think george's coaches really want to take care of ad get him as close to ready as they can and then try to really get him back ease him in sec championship postseason um uh, potentially natty um, but even then, 
Pickens last season wasn't a world beater for the dogs. He, he was kind of a decoy himself other than that uh, viral block he had against the Wolverines, which earned him a lot of money. But he did have that big catch in the national championship. Michigan, the only team that's scaring Georgia fan Malik Savage. I'm kind of with Tomahawk Dog. Haven't seen him enough to have an opinion. But my gut tells me that Georgia should be able to handle whoever it wants to handle if it attacks the game from start to finish. We've seen Georgia attack three opponents thoroughly from start to finish all year. Oregon, Sacramento, and Tennessee. Other than that, it's almost like Georgia's in the lab in some of these games. They're experimenting. They got some Petri dishes over here. All right, we're, uh, we're only going to throw it 19 times. Let's see how that works out. Or, hey, uh, let's, uh, let's blitz every single snap. Let's see how that works out for us. You don't know. Kind of mysterious. Other than that, guys, my final thoughts on this game, this season, uh, is just enjoy it. Enjoy it. You got all week to hear about how much better Georgia is than LSU. Then middle of the week, you're going to start to hear a lot about Brian Kelly against Kirby Smart and their history and how Brian Kelly's kept it close uh, against uh, Kirby Smart in his career. Oh, he might keep it close against Georgia. How Harold Perkins is going to get after Stetson Bennett. Um, Georgia, should, Georgia should beat LSU. I'm saying that right now on Saturday, November 26th. And uh, I don't know what the spread's going to be. I know it's a, at least a couple touchdowns, I think. Um, but we'll, we'll, get, we'll, we'll get to it. Right here on Dogs HQ, whether you are watching live on our YouTube stream here on the Dogs HQ YouTube channel, the Georgia Show is also available on replay on our YouTube channel and on Apple and Spotify podcast if you like to listen with your ears. Um, we are always live every week right after a Georgia game, and at 8.30 p.m. Eastern on Sundays and Wednesdays. That's where you can find us, and that's when you know to look for a new episode if you don't find us. Special, special times to be a Georgia Bulldogs football fan. Dogs on top over Georgia Tech. Georgia trying to cover there at the end. Uh, Carson Beck fumble took that off the table. 37-14, the final score. Dogs start out a little slow, but they just turn that dial up. They just let things simmer, and then they just hit you with that torch at the end, like a reverse sear ribeye. That's how Georgia is playing the game. And if you've ever had a reverse sear ribeye, you know they taste pretty, pretty good. Uncle Glenn Hartley, you're a damn good dog. All of y'all are. Thank you for the comments. Thanks to Jake Rowe. We will catch you 8.30 p.m. Eastern Sunday night to talk about this tech win and start looking ahead to the Bayou Bengals. Catch y'all then. Appreciate you.